You're listening to the Mixtape Marketing Podcast, episode 27. Today's episode is all about flipping your mixtape and learning how to make money with your mixtapes. Now, this goes back to a blog post that's popular on my site. I created a video a while back just showing some simple ideas on how you can use your music to attract an audience and then use that music to to bring people to the site, bring people to your hub, and then find ways to monetize that audience after. Now, these are some of my best tips that I use to help promote my music and to make uh, make money from my music online. And rap mixtapes are predominantly free online, so you're probably thinking in the back of your head, how can a free mixtape make money? And you just have to think uh, outside of the box and how the music industry is flipping around now because of streaming, because of YouTube, because of social media. And building an audience as well is one of the biggest factors in how you can monetize your music and how you can make money from your music and the, and, and the mixtapes that you create. Now, just before we dive into some of the ways you can monetize your music, there's two integral factors that you need before you do any of these other steps. First of all is you have to have a website. You need to have that focal point. I've talked about this hundreds of times in nearly every blog post and every video that I make online, every podcast. Website is the most important thing that you can do. It's cheap to make a website these days. You can set up a website with a simple WordPress uh, site. Uh, buy your own domain name, so artist.com. Uh, obviously, you can see my site's called thecorporatethiefbeats.com. That's my hub online. And the reason why I say it's important to make a website is because you have control over it. And I've spoken about the having control over your own music career is integral to your success online. And I will just use this myself as an example. When I started off online, I used multiple sites like SoundClick. I used sites like MySpace. And I used sites like Rock Battle. And there's nothing wrong with using those sites. I think they're all to their own They have certain uh, uses, but at the end of the day, SoundClick belongs to the owners of SoundClick. Uh, MySpace belongs to whoever it's belonged to now. (laughs) And uh, any other site like Facebook is belonged to Mark Zuckerberg and hundreds of shareholders. And they own those sites. You don't own them. And Rock Battle is owned by Alan Brown. Uh, When I was on those sites... I promoted my beats, but I was also sending all of my fans uh, to areas where I was competing against other hip-hop beat makers online. So I thought that I just didn't really need a website. These platforms were giving me what seemed to be like a website for free. At that time, I was a bit scared of coding and I didn't want to learn all that kind of stuff. I was just getting started online. All I wanted to do was make beats. Didn't even want to blog at that time. I uh, just wanted to make beats and put them up and sell them. And for a time there, you could get away with that. But 
over time I noticed that these sites changed uh, dramatically and I had no control over that dramatic changes on these sites. Obviously, MySpace fell off, Facebook became the new popular hub and all that time I spent on building all those followers on MySpace now are useless basically and I don't even have those followers anymore because face MySpace has changed like a hundred different times. Same went for SoundClick was an audio site that was popular with beat makers and then it became too uh, competitive and you had to kind of you were pulled into the advertising um, kind of model that's on there that you had to continually promote your music all the time but you were also competing with higher prices because there were so many beat makers on there and it they limited you what you could do with that face that myspace or that soundclick page as well you could only use flash coding on there as well and flash diminished the minute mobile came in and even with a soundclick page if you look at soundclick pages on a mobile they're just terrible they just don't work with mobile they still don't work and i quickly understood that it was time to migrate to a website and the first website I got wasn't great. It was just a basic website that I could uh, start off with, upload my beats. But I still had control of where I sent everyone. So if I was building social followers on Facebook, or My or MySpace, or Twitter, or anything at that time, I was funneling all those people back to my site. So I had the opportunity to build an email list. And I had my first taste of blogging. And I won't lie, when I first started blogging, my blogs were terrible, the site design didn't look great, and it took me a while to kind of figure this stuff out. But uh, now that I have that experience of uh, setting up a site, I've created a free course to set up a website in 15 minutes using WordPress. You can get a snazzy design there using my theme shop. And I used WordPress with Bluehost that shows you exactly how to set up a site. In 15 minutes, you'd get it up, it, maybe even quicker, and uh, it's just an integral part. I wish I listened to the people back then. Even my brother told me, stop wasting my time on MySpace. Start getting your own site. Start uh, advertising and pulling people to your own site. Stop sending your traffic to sites that you actually compete with other beat makers. And I see other hip-hop artists doing this with Dat Piff and other mixtape websites where they're just sending people... to to sites they don't own. They're sending people to sites that they don't actually have access to. Uh, I don't have, I don't really use iTunes and I don't really use Spotify. Uh, most of the time I listen to my music, any music on YouTube. It's just freely available on there and I listen to music on there. Uh, I don't really listen to any of those kind of, and people are sending me links on Twitter and Facebook to listen to their music and I don't have access because I don't have these apps on my phone. And it'd be better if you could just send me to your own website so I can, and then have a SoundCloud, SoundCloud player on there or have your own player on there so I could actually listen to your song. And uh, basically what I'm seeing with hip-hop artists and up-and-coming beatmakers is that they're still using sites that they don't own or to control. And these sites can change at at the blink of an eye and you could lose all that effort that you've placed into a site that you don't control or own. Uh, so definitely go to my website, 
go to the courses section and figure out how to create a site using those tutorials. They're really easy, really simple to follow. They don't take that long. They're about five minutes long and there's three or four videos showing you exactly how to set up a website. Second thing is something that I talked about in the last episode of the podcast where I talked about email marketing. I'm not going to go into how to set up an email list now. I've already done that in the last episode. Go back and listen to that or go and take my free email marketing course on my site and where I show you 10 different videos on how to set up a newsletter and set up your email list and the importance of why you need an email list. Uh, Obviously, for the same reasons that I just mentioned of a website uh, or for social reasons, if they change over time, the decline in social reach, etc., this is the importance of an email list. And these are the two things that you need to be able to monetize your music. It's just integral that you have your own hub of your website where people can keep your focus on you. And the same thing is goes for email where you're bringing people back into your hub where you have your music, where you have your merch, etc. And they're just the focal point of the monetization strategies with your music. So once you get them done, you can move on to the other methods of making money with your music. Now, one of the saving graces with the music industry is music licensing. And you can see this with examples from artists like Drake, The Weeknd, Kid Cudi. All of these artists came up using free mixtapes, but they also licensed a lot of their music out to certain TV shows you can see like with Kid Cudi and The Weeknd were featured in shows like Entourage and How to Make It in America. Drake also had music featured on there and music music licensing can be one of the best incomes in the music industries and and a lot of hip-hop artists are turning to this uh, to, to, to get a good pro- profit from it and kind of as a good monetization strategy for their music. Uh, also, you get a, the second benefit factor for an, if you do get a placement on uh, certain, if you get your music out there on ads or on TV or anything like that, uh, you get the actual promotional value of being on there as well. And it can be difficult to do this. It's not the easiest thing. Start with your local radio. See if there's any kind of spots on there. Go to college radio. Usually they're use, looking for music for uh, to license for advertisements that people want to make. They probably in-house radio people make ads for people for that specific radio station. And they're always like looking for kind of hip-hop music and kind of pop music that can go in the background of those ads. Just make sure that you're signed up to uh, a music rights per, uh, organization. Obviously, there's ASCAP, BMI, CSAC, and, and in Ireland, there's IMRO. Uh, now, these performance rights organizations will pick up royalties based on where they find your music and where it's registered and where it's been played. Uh, obviously, Sound, Sound Exchange is another site that can actually find royalties where your music's been played online. But if you want to find opportunities to get your music licensed on TV, there's sites like Taxi, uh, U-License, X-Ray Music, Music Dealers, uh, Who's the Hottest Rapper, and I think there's another one there 
modern beats. And there was one that I used a while back as well called Audio Draft. That was a really cool one. That wasn't really just for TV. That was really for ad advertisement placements. A lot of companies were actually, computer companies were looking. It was kind of like a competition form where you would actually create, uh, you would compete with other music makers to create music for certain projects that people submitted. And that site was called audiodraft.com. That's a really cool site. And there's a nice little community on there that you can mingle with other uh, music makers. It was a little bit easier at the start when it was new. It has become a little bit difficult to get placements now. But uh, I wouldn't worry if you don't get placements. Just kind of keep submitting stuff. you got to remember at the end of the day, music is subjective. And it doesn't mean that your music is bad. It just means it's not really suitable for that placement. But you'd be surprised at what outcomes you can get. You'll never know if you can get your music placed on these sites or on these TV shows or anything like that unless you try you could always go on social media sites as well, type in, like in Twitter, type into the advanced search, uh, music supervisor, and you'll see a bunch of different people or A&Rs for, uh, for TV shows, and you'll see uh, their contact information, see if you can reach out to them. Don't spam these people with your music, see if you can reach out to them. You can also go on IMDB and find music su- supervisors there for certain shows, and see if you can find contact information uh, so you can submit music to placements there too. Now, one of the most lucrative ways that you can make money with your music, even if it's a free mixtape, is by actually touring with that mixtape. Don't overwhelm yourself with this. If this is the first time you've ever actually gone out and did gigs, I remember I was really daunted when I first started out as a musician about gigs and I found it very difficult to kind of reach out to places and actually get paid for for my performance. And it just took time to adapt myself to it. Uh, It wasn't easy. I was a bit lucky at the time that I knew other bands in my local area that kind of mentored me and plus I kind of followed them around uh, kind of stalk some of these people just to so I knew what I was doing because if you don't take the mentorship uh, advice of creating a live events like shows and stuff like that you can get burned you could end up playing for free uh, or they just don't actually pay you what they've said they would pay you in the first place so you really want to make sure that you get the experience from other artists or other musicians uh, before you start creating live events. I would start with reaching out to college radio. Uh, a lot of bands that I knew back when I was in college uh, did really well with reaching out to college radio. They got them kind of gigs in in within college, uh, college venues and college events that were on there. And uh, that's a really easy way to start it off. Plus... You'd also find open mic nights there. Usually you'd end up playing for free, but it's a nice way to chuck in uh, and uh, your merch and try and plug some kind of things. Maybe you can use uh, an open mic night to promote an event in in the future. Uh, so if you, you go to an open mic night, perform, and then at the end of it, you might get the chance to plug your own event later. Now, a lot of college events do have specific slots 
open for uh, different times of the year. Well, I noticed that in Ireland anyway. And they're more inclined to help local artists than to help bigger artists. And it's a nice way to kind of see if you can glide yourself in. I would suggest that if it's your first time doing a live event, see if you can link up with other artists that are releasing a mixtape at the same time and see if you can do a an event together and see if you guys can kind of share the responsibility of creating a live event, creating your own tour together and sharing the profits, but also sharing the workload and the responsibility of setting up a live event. Uh, you got to think of all the, the equipment that you'll need. You'll need microphones, stands, uh, a DJ, sound engineer, uh, PA system. Uh, these stuff needs to be pristine. You need someone to be able to control the sound as well, and someone that knows what they're actually doing as well, uh, because you are going to be performing. You can't be both at the same time. Uh, it just it'll end up in, as a disaster if anything goes wrong, and you'll be ridiculed as a musician then, and I'll probably hinder you from doing a live event again. Obviously, once you've gained that experience, then you can start charging for shows. And it's a great way of building up your email list then as well. So once you're at a live event, you can actually ask people to subscribe to your, your newsletter. Or you could have one of your street team or if you've got anyone else that's playing with you to go around with an iPad, get them to subscribe to your uh, newsletter and you do the same for that next artist that goes up later maybe taking a part in battle raps and stuff like that is another way of using those live events to plug your website and your newsletter where you can build your fan base too it's not about initially making that money from that live event it's all about building the fan base too obviously if you're continuing to make shows you have to recoup the money and have to get good at negotiating deals. But that all comes in time. It's not easy. You can also use um, the example that I had before where I remember when I was in college, there was a band and they didn't actually get paid for the shows. But what they did actually do, they plugged uh, some beer company, some local beer company in the background, put the posters up and they, they got paid for just, just doing that one thing, put their, the, the beer company. Some people might see it as, as selling out. Those musicians saw it as living the dream uh, because they got paid for every show. Uh, they had gas in the tank for to take them to the next show. And they didn't have to worry about the kind of struggles it is to get, actually get paid from a venue or to actually sell tickets or anything. The audience was already there. They got the opportunity to promote their music. Plus, they knew that they were getting uh, paid because they were promoting that drinks company. you got to remember, if you're doing those live events, that you're also creating brand awareness of your band or you as an artist. And a perfect example of this is Chance, Chance the Rapper. Chance has never sold any albums. He's just given away all his music for free. You see this with The Weeknd as well. But uh, going back to Chance the Rapper, he's the perfect example of how you can use your brand to, uh, to, to be the new currency uh, and to build trust and awareness. 
And that's one of the focal points that I want you to get from that. It's not about the initial or oh, selling a CD or selling a, selling a piece of music. It's all about building a brand, building a community, getting them to trust you. And then eventually, once you've built that trust in that community, then you can have the opportunity to monetize and get them to actually support you uh, by buying your merch, buying your concert tickets, uh, etc. That's how Chance the Rapper makes his money. It's not just from the music licensing he does. It's actually the brand that Chance the Rapper built and The Weeknd as well. These are two perfect artists to to show. Like The Weeknd created three or four different albums before he actually started charging for albums. Uh, the, the, the whole trilogy that he first came out with was all free. But he did make money back from shows and getting placements on TV, etc. Expert on the Mixtape Marketing Podcast a while back. His name was Sean Folk. And uh, he is just a great person at doing some great research online. And his channel uh, on YouTube is amazing. You guys really should take a look at this. It's called Pay Us No Mind. And... Uh, He's a super cool guy and really kind of shows you how to make money with your music and how to monetize your music and how to build a community. But he does have this great tutorial that I have on my blog because it's that good. It's about uh, selling merchandise and most musicians feel, especially in rock music, but um, maybe not so much in hip-hop music, feel like, oh, if I'm just... Uh, selling merchandise I'm kind of selling out no I wouldn't think that because Will I Am Justin Bieber Metallica Ozzy Osbourne all these kind of musicians still make money from merchandise and make tons of money from merchandise merchandise is one of the biggest income earners you can earn as a music because it's physical it's tangible uh, it's not digital where the, the value of digital content such as music, has diminished because of streaming, because of YouTube, and because of illegal downloads as well. But back to what Sean Folk was talking about in his uh, video. Uh, he's got a tutorial to show you exactly how to do it, but, 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 uh, and there'll be a link in the description to, to that tutorial. But he said that most musicians were frightened of creating merch because... There was a time where you had to buy a load of stock and then you had to uh, hope that you sold all that stock or otherwise you're stuck in your mom's basement with a bunch of t-shirts and a bunch of mugs and a bunch of stickers that nobody needs or nobody wants. But he did show us a site called Print Aura and basically it's a uh, print on demand. So only when a sale is made then that amount is made so you're not stuck with buying a load of stock obviously print aura take a commission on that but it's still but they take care of all the grunt work with it uh, you just put up your logos and pick the t-shirts and people can pick which one they want you basically create your own store and when people pick what what they want that's all that's made and print aura delivers it for you does all the kind of hard work all you need is the audience to 
to send them to that store. And it, it's a much safer way of uh, selling merchandise without being out of pocket and it's much less risk involved. So definitely please take a look. That's a real gem in this podcast. Take a look at that episode uh, or that tutorial that Sean Folk has done about Print Aura. And it's just a great way of monetizing your music. Just letting you know, guys, that all the links to anything I've talking about in this episode are in the description of the podcast. Also, there's an accompanying blog post on my site. But the the actual site about how to make money with your mixtapes, that's a big, long article that you can listen and check out. And there's tons of video content in there as well. Don't forget... uh, In the next episode, this will be the second part of monetizing your mixtapes. And I will talk about Kickstarter, uh, crowdfunding, fan funding is my new favorite thing now. I really love the idea of Patreon and I'm I'm starting to explore that myself at the moment. I'll talk about AdSense and how you can earn some money doing uh, vlogging on YouTube and maybe vlogging on on your website as well and other ideas like uh, monetizing your email list and finding sponsorship of your social media sites as well there's a ton more content uh, on this episode on the next episode this was Dan with the Corporate Thief Beats you were listening to episode 27 of the Mixtape Marketing Podcast don't forget to like, share and subscribe to the podcast And if this information has benefited you, don't forget to share it with somebody else, guys. I'll check you out in the next part of this series.